life of fulfillment starts with understanding your values. And when you know what truly motivates you, you can accomplish extraordinary things. Welcome to the Discover Your Values podcast, where each week we hear unique perspectives on human values with leaders who inspire us to explore the depth of our potential. Now, here's your host, Jacob J. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting week. Today I have with us Marilyn O'Hearn. She is a highly experienced coach, mentor, and supervisor working in 33 countries for 20 years, including the United Nations leaders. Marilyn holds a master's in social work and is a master certified coach. Marilyn's vision is that every human being deserves the opportunity to achieve full potential, to prosper, and live in peace. She served on the ICF Global Board of Directors as a board member at the Association of Coach Training Organizations on the advisory team for ICF Advanced Cultural Competency Event, and most recently with Ethical Coach in Ethiopia. Marilyn is recognized thought leader in the areas of bias, CQ, and EQ, including authoring the book Breaking Free from Bias. She moderates the ICF Think Tank Facebook group, which is where we met. And we brought Marilyn on the show today because we're going to talk about coaching for values. Marilyn, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jacob. It's great to be here with you. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit more about you, your work, and and some of your specialties in the realm of coaching. I partner with leaders, teams, and coaches as you said, to unlock their and their organizational potential, contributing to prosperity and peace. And my specialty, two of them, are working systemically. So not just with an individual or even with the team, but their impact on the organization and vice versa, and also on stakeholders. And you mentioned CQ and EQ. So a lot of people know that EQ is emotional intelligence, but may not know what CQ is. Cultural intelligence. So that's recognizing and understanding of the beliefs, attitudes, rank, and behaviors of people with distinct cultural identities, including our own. And that can be gender, generation, sexual orientation, religion ethnicity, and then applying that awareness towards effectively communicating and interacting. Leading executives from 68 countries are identifying that intercultural skills are among the most important capabilities required to remain competitive. Absolutely. I imagine as the world continues to just globalize more and more, that work is going to continue to just be so important in the work today. And you know that because you've lived around the world too. I sure have. I've, I've been all over in a few places. Yes. What are some of the, the biggest challenges among uh, the coaching clients that you're kind of working with today? Well, I think one thing is that we live in this VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And especially that uncertainty is hard for a lot of people to manage and how this shows up according to research, is eroded confidence. People are even the most confident are ending up doubting themselves and their decisions. That's huge. And as I think about that idea, I I know just even personally for myself, a lot of that is just 
being overstimulated all day. There's just so much, you know, we're confronted with. That's right. You know, one of the facts about bias is that we're bombarded with 11 million bits of information per moment, and we can only process 40 at a time. Well, yeah, wow. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. So what role does one's values play in some of these challenges? Yeah, that's a great question, Jacob. So I think that clarity about vision and values are one of the things that restore confidence, that eroded confidence from our VUCA world and contributes to easier and more rapid decision-making, which is so important because that's uh, part of our world now too, is it's complex and it's, it's changing so rapidly. And when you coach for values, what's important in that process with a client? Well, I think a lot of times we think we know what our values are. So, you know, if you would have asked me at some point, what are your values, Marilyn? I would have said, well, you know, really my spirituality is really important, my family, my work, my community, you know, maybe some other things like peace, sustainability. And then when we take a values assessment, we might have some surprises. <laughs> and you've, you've probably seen that too. So one of my early clients was exploring a career move and she discovered how important both freedom and stability were to her. And although she had her own business, she chose to stay with her organization for the stability and was able to negotiate a four-day work week, which gave her more freedom over her time. If money had been a higher value, she would have left her job and further developed her own business. So as you know, it's not just about discovering your values, where you may have some surprises, but also prioritizing them. You know, what are most, what are the ones that are most important to you? And I'm glad you brought up this particular example. I actually had two conversations with two individuals this week that had almost very similar examples of, of this story that you just shared around, you know, kind of the sustainability and the, the freedom aspect of it. And these two individuals work in both a corporate setting, which has historically been very, very rigid in the, the freedom value as it relates to, you know, work flexibility. But that had started to shift in the last year. And so both these individuals had shared that they were able to negotiate, you know, that freedom as part of their work and how that has really helped bring in and honor that value for them inside of work that they initially thought that they might have to vacate at some point. That's a great point, Jacob, and it, it pays off for the organization, too, because in this case, the organization was at risk for losing this really valued employee, and that's really costly, as we know. You know, often I find, you know, there's a lot of unmet needs or perceived voids, you know, that can't be realized out of fear or lack of courage to move forward on, you know, some particular value that we identify. What in your view, does fear play with developing one's values? We do know in coaching that fear is a major obstacle for people moving forward. And, and you mentioned needs too, unmet needs. And that's something else that I assess besides values because those can, if they're not recognized, really pull you off course. 
if you're not aware of them and you're not handling them appropriately. Just like for me as a woman, I have a need to be cherished. Well, that's great if I'm getting that met in my personal relationships, but if I'm expecting my clients, you know, or my speaking audience to be cherishing me, then that's not an appropriate expectation or need and that can throw you off course. I think also, you know, getting back to the the fear, the keeping for our clients, our coaching clients, keeping values and strengths in mind helps people find their way forward in spite of the fear. What's the importance of having a coach help you through the process of understanding your values? I recently just did a session with another coach and we were talking about this. What's your view on that? Well, I think like you, it's very important. (laughs) And uh, my leadership coaching clients and I work from a leader's dashboard and it clarifies their own values and vision and then checks for alignment within their organization. And this is part of the systemic approach. So do my values match the organization's values? And if not, then what? And I have to say, I'm privileged to work with mission-driven leaders in both the NGO, not-for-profit sector, as well as for-profit and governmental organizations where there usually is a really great alignment. So that makes that part easy. Tell me about it for you. Well, I think, you know, for me, I, it was, when I hired a coach, I guess about a decade ago, I was going through a work intervention and it was just having somebody on my team, you know, that could sit on the sidelines and kind of help me work through the process. And, and there was such clarity I got from it, you know, cause I'd never in my corporate career, I was just functioning on autopilot for so long that somebody finally, I reached out to someone and they were able to kind of pull me out of that being an automaton for a moment. And someone who completely specialized in helping me understand myself. And that was just such a powerful thing to have. And and yet, when you explain it to people, sometimes it can feel very intangible or nebulous because sometimes coaching is very hard to explain to other people or not often well understood by other professionals. But until you actually work with somebody, you start to realize, oh gosh, there is there is something very powerful about being in this incredibly self-reflective space. And that partnership, as you mentioned, is so important. And the self-awareness, and that takes courage for our clients to be able to, to take a look at themselves. I was intrigued by this, this leadership dashboard tool. Can you share a little bit more about that and kind of what that involves? So it has different sections. So values and vision are at the very beginning. And then looking at what are the, the goals for the coaching. And that also is a check-in with the client and the client's sponsor, it, unless the client's paying for it themselves. So because of the organizational work that I do, a lot of times it's the organization that's paying for the coaching for the client. And so they've been referred through HR, or if they have a boss through their boss, or they've just found out about coaching, they decide they want it, and they've gotten the organization to to buy into it as a development tool. And looking at, yeah, the, the vision and values and the alignment, and then also the goals, 
the individual leader or the team's goals? And then how does that fit into what the organization is expecting of them? And then key relationships. These are the people like sometimes leaders are working on strengthening internal or external relationships or learning how to negotiate or delegate more effectively. So that can tie into the the relationship piece and the goals. And then looking at strengths, what they're already doing well, you know, what the, the key performance indicators are, what, what are the expectations within the organization. Those are some of the pieces. That's great. It sounds like a really wonderful kind of multidimensional tool for an individual. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's fun to work that way. So what does it take to transition to living your life based on your values? Well, as you know, it's a process. So first, identifying and ranking the values. What are my values and what are the ones that are most important? And then mapping out how are we living them out? And when behavioral changes need to occur, where the values are not matching our behavior, then we know it takes anywhere from 30 to 90 days to change a habit, to change a behavior. And the likelihood for success increases so much with the accountability and support that coaching provides. It sure does. And it did for me. I know in the years leading up to some of my biggest changes, and which leads me to my next question. What's one of the best success stories you can share about someone who's really come into alignment with you know, his or her values and, and truly living those values. Yes. Well, if we go back to the woman that I mentioned earlier, she was one of my very early clients as a coach, you know, so maybe 18 years ago and is still in contact with me today and lets me know how important our values work has been in the decisions that she made, has made since then, the big decisions. It's sustainable. You know, it's once you are clear, about your values and you know how to align your life around those and make decisions based on those values, then it does make decision-making more uh, rapid and easier because she's had such a great experience Then she's been a a wonderful referral source for me too. (laughs) So values are showing up everywhere today. I've seen you know, I monitor a lot on social media. So I've seen values-based investing. We see values-based eating with all of the, you know, the health trends now. We see it in shopping with like sustainable clothing, ethically produced clothing. We see it in leadership. We see it really everywhere. I've asked this question to many people and I love hearing just such a variety of different answers on this. I'm curious for you and your view, what is driving this pull towards social consciousness? today that we have and has it has it always been there or is it or is it growing in a way that's different now i'm curious what you think about it i think it is growing and i think that people are are recognizing let's take the eating the shopping rather than just kind of mindlessly eating what's handy you know or the you know, the closest thing to you as you go through the grocery store to think about our purchases, our eating, 
as based on values, we're less likely to end up with excess, you know, excess weight, (laughs) excess plastic in the landfill, excess things in our home that we don't really need. So I think that it's catching on because it works. (laughs) It works for people. That's one thing. And the other, I think, is around trust. So when I think about values-based leadership, when someone's behavior is aligned with their values, then they're living a life of integrity. And we know we can trust them. Those who are not operating in that way, we don't. And we don't want to invest in organizations, whether that's buying their products or going to work for them or investing in them in the stock market where that's not the case. Because we've seen things like, you know, Enron and and organizations where leaders were not living their values and couldn't be trusted and things just folded. Marilyn, this has been great. How can our listeners continue to follow you and the wonderful work that you're doing? Oh, thanks for asking, Jacob. I do a few minutes of weekly wisdom live on Facebook Wednesday mornings um, in the U.S. Sometimes interviews like this and, and sometimes just ideas that are popping up with clients and with readers and listeners. And then I publish it with text in my blog, my newsletter on LinkedIn and Twitter. And I love keeping the dialogue going with uh, readers and listeners, as I'm sure you do. Well, this has been great. We're going to post all of those resources in the show notes so our listeners can continue to follow you, Marilyn. Thank you again. Well, thank you so much, Jacob. It's delightful to have this conversation with value, such an important topic. Absolutely. And for our listeners, be sure to tune in next week for another exciting episode. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Discover Your Values podcast. Are you ready to explore your values and create your best life? Visit discoveryourvalues.com and download our workbook to begin your journey.